Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA podcast with Matt Sorensen and Mark Kohler. We are here ringing in the new year podcasting, baby. Woo! It's going to be good. And I love New Year's resolutions. Matt and I have been just vigilant goal setters as partners in our businesses for years. And we really wanted to kick the year off with kind of talking about your savings goal. What's your savings goal for this year? And specifically to your 401k, we can, we're, you know, there's multiple ways you should be saving. We could talk about the real estate aspects mm-hmm. and others, but let's maybe today it's 401k and your savings goal in that area. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. And everyone likes to talk about investing, of course. Well, that's fun too, but you've got to save before you can invest. Yes. Right, okay. You need to Step save, one. you need to get some, some bullets to shoot, so to speak. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your 401k. We even hit your IRA, um, go over the contribution rules, the updates for 2023, and some of the discipline and things you need to do to be successful in maximizing that. Yeah. I think the key word here for me is autopilot. I think the more that you can set your goal now and then just pre-program it. And and there's so many different, trust me, financial institutions love it when you do this because they they want you to save. They're going to make it easy for you, whether it's your bank, your broker, us at Directed IRA, yourself. 401k job, you know. All of it. So the goal would be for me is to say, how much do I want to save this year? And we'll talk about what you need to do still for this last year, of course, what some contribution options you might have. But but for the coming year, I would say set your goal financially. Say, I can do 1000 a month. I can do 2000 a month. Whatever that number is, 500 a month, 5000 a month, wherever you're at in your financial health, say, I can save that much. And then don't just say it. <laughs> set it on autopilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much of your 401k is going to be a part of that equation? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a couple ways for autopilot. I think the first thing is any of you that have a 401k – at a day job where you have an employer, right? There's a form you fill out that you can elect and you can change, increase, decrease, but you're going to set that on autopilot to how much you can contribute. I think the first thing to look at, and this is ob- this is somewhat obvious for some, but I want to hit this to make sure everybody's on the same page, is put in the maximum amount to get the match. If you have an employer that matches your contributions, consider yourself lucky. That is free money. You put in money, And they throw in more money based on how much you put in. So figure out what that maximum is. For example, the most common is a safe harbor 401k, where if you put in 5% of what you make, um, the the company will match. Sorry, if you put in 6% of what you make, the company will put in uh, 4%. And so that gives you almost a 10% total savings, but you're only actually putting in 6% of it. So, but you got to do that to get the match. So this is like, you're making money on day one by yeah, saving. This is step one. It absolutely is. It's free money. It really is. That match is incredible. And just do the math. Say, if you, some of you are like, well, I don't know what they match or I don't know what it'll be. Figure it out. Call the HR department tomorrow and just say, hey, what is my match? And what's the maximum match? Well, we'll do this up to this. Okay. And then do the math and figure out, okay. Don't just say, I'm going to say this adamantly. Don't just say, put the maximum in my 401k and on my paycheck. Don't do that. Now, some of you are like, why not? Hear me out. (laughs) Do the match 
first. Do that calculation. Tell HR, take out that maximum amount to get my maximum match. And they go, that's all you want to do? For now, I might call you later. Okay. Then you say, I'm going to go over into my personal IRA, Roth IRA, which I have more control over. I can trade it, invest it in anything I want. I can self-direct it. Then I'm going to go put my six grand, 6,500, 7,500, however old you are, whatever the number is, get that money into your Roth, which you directly control. And then you say, okay, I've done that. Now, have you done your health savings account? Oh yeah, I've been meaning to do that because I can access that money anytime and I can self-direct it and invest it and grow it for healthcare tax-free. Okay, let me go do that. And then if you still have money to burn, then you go back to your employer and go, okay, I'm ready to do a little bit more. And they go, well, why didn't you do this at first? Because I wanted to max out my HSA and my Roth first. Maybe my spouse's Roth, maybe some real estate. Before you just go throw it in this 401k at work, which the fees are off the chart and you have no control over, go do your other investing and come back after the match. Yeah. Sorry, Matt, I had to get that out there. Yeah, let me give an example. Let's say you make 100 grand a year. I just want to make sure everybody stands this 401k. We even talked about it with my kids who have jobs now and they're contributing to their 401ks. Like, how does this work, Dad? Okay. Let's say you make 100 grand a year. Now, you do that just because the math's easier for an example. Most 401ks are going to have a match, and this is a safe harbor. This is a very common one of 100% on the first 3%. So if you put in $3,000, 3% of your salary, they're going to put in, they're going to match that 100%. So they're going to put in three grand. So now you've got six. Then they also typically do 50% on the next 2%. Okay, so I put in another 2,000. Okay, that's then my next 2%, but they're going to only put in 50%. They're going to put in 1,000. So that's how it works. In total there, you know, you're going to get, you're going to put in 5% and the company's going to put in 4%. So if you put in Five grand, they're going to put in four. You've got basically nine percent of your income, of your or what your salary is at least, going in, and four percent of that four thousand. That example is the company's money that you got just because you contributed. You're almost doubling your money by taking that match. That's why we say take the match. Okay, so enough said on the match. For those of you who have day jobs or an employer, you know, funded four hundred one k where someone else is throwing that in, you got to go get the match. Yep, I love it. Um. Now okay. let's hit that for 2023. I want to say what your total employee contribution is. Cause Mark said, okay. all right, just do enough to get the match. Then go do your Roth IRA. And if you're high income, you might have to do a backdoor Roth IRA. Yeah. But then when do I come back to the 401k? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Then you forgot the HSA. Okay. HSA. <laughs> you did say HSA, that. that. Number one reason people yeah. claim bankruptcy is healthcare expenses. And the number one reason for withdrawal out of retirement are medical expenses. So let's fund that HSA, which we can be investing side by side with our Roth IRA in our direct control. You can go to directedira.com tonight and set up an HSA and a Roth IRA. And if it's a backdoor that you need to do, look at your income limits. And then you can just open a backdoor Roth structure. We have it all set out there. Boom, boom. Then ask yourself, are you going to buy a rental property this year? We, if, you're, if that's a, a, something that you're comfortable with, wealthy people buy rental real estate. Now, you can do it in your own name and inside your retirement accounts, but think real estate. Because if you're plowing all your money into a 401k and wake up five years from now going, well, I should have bought some rentals. 
Well, then you shouldn't have been maxing out your 401k. Let's buy some rentals along the way. Sorry, uh, did I insult someone probably? Yeah, I mean, and there's different opinions on that. Let's, let's, let's you know. It's true, of, it's true. Of, of what to do and where to invest it. You know, you can buy yeah. a crappy rental property and make nothing and lose money. You can buy a yeah. great stock and make all the money in the world. So, um, but I think, and this is the important part with self-directing, of course, for those of you that know self-directing in our podcast and our company is like, you don't just have to buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, even in your retirement account. You know, you can buy even a rental in your IRA or 401k. So, um, but okay, well, let's come back to how much can I get in my 401k? Some of you are like, guys, I'm making money. I want to save in the most efficient way possible. Um, I either want a tax deduction because I want this traditional contribution or I want it to grow and come out tax-free and I want Roth. All right, well, for 2023, this is the new updated numbers. You can put 22,500 bucks in as an employee every year. If you're 50 or older, you get to do 7,500 bucks, okay? That's 30 grand you can put in every year into your 401k. Now, you can choose whether you want to do that Roth or traditional, of course. Now, your company is, you know, you're just going to get the match you get for those of you that have uh, an employer 401k. For those self-employed though, the solo 401k is the silver bullet. This is the best 401k out there because you're self-employed where you have no employees. This is a 401k for yourself. You can put in that 22,500 for 2023. You can also, by the way, still do 2022 contributions, but now I can do the match of up to 43,500 to get me to 66 grand a year in a solo 401k. So we set up lots of solo 401ks. Every day we're setting up multiple solo 401ks for clients. So um, for those of you self-employed, you have a little different strategy. You might not have to match it out. You don't need to match it out. This is a solo 401k for you. You're in control. You choose the investment options. It's not just a bunch of crappy mutual funds. So um, you're going to look more at your budget and income to say, all right, how much can I actually throw into this? And I like what Mark said budget it, like get it on autopilot, have the money transfer from your business bank account over to your trust checking account or have it linked with directed IRA. You can have an, a regular contribution set up through ACH with us to contribute into your um, solo 401k account with us if you set it up with us. And I feel that right now is a good time to mention the investing word <laughs> because, all right, a lot of people say, well, what am I investing it in? I that's a close second thought, but it is a second thought. The first deal is just get it in something that is an ETF, no loaded mutual fund. It could be a hell. It could be a money market. It could just be an account uh, uh, with earning 1% interest, but at least the money's there. Then on day two, literally, see a lot of people get into paralysis because they go, well, I don't know what I'm going to invest in, so I'm not going to save. Do the save. Mm -hmm. Then on day two, you wake up in the morning and go, okay, now I've got five grand, 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand to work with. Make a goal to say, you know what, for the next three months, I'm just going to save. In March 1st, I'm going to wake up and deploy. And then you can go, all right, is it notes? Is it real estate? And I'm going to self-direct. Is it ETFs? 
in, am I going to do biotech? Am I going to do environmental? Am I going to do manufacturing? What's Warren Buffett saying lately? What, what are we, what's going on in the economy? We're not saying it's all real estate or it's all private equity. It's, it's what you know and what you enjoy and what you're learning and what you know. You might be focused on the metaverse or crypto or, or oil and gas, but worry about the investing after the saving is on autopilot. Yeah. And if you need to be in a default status of some investment, that's fine. Lots of clients do that where they're just like in an ETF or until they find something better, you know, they've just, they're in the S&P 500 fund or whatever. And, and that's very common too, but don't get stuck by not contributing and saving because you don't have an investment laid out. Like you're kind of like the person never getting up to bat. You're waiting for that sweet pitch to come across the plate, but you're not even standing up there to swing yet. Okay. You got to start saving. You got to start contributing and just have a default investment if you don't know. Um, so, <clears throat> so you got to be ready though and start saving. And sometimes for those of you that self-direct, like even for me, it took me three years of contributing before I made my first real estate purchase with my self-directed retirement account. And that's common. All right. So, um, but let me come back to um, the, the solo 401k because I want to give a little update to people on this. Okay. For 2022, you can still set up a solo 401k and you can still contribute. You can always do employer contributions and set up a 401k up until the tax return deadline for your business. So if you're an S-corp, that's going to be March 15th. If you're a sole proprietorship, you got April 15th. Plus you get extensions, by the way. But in the new Budget Consolidation Act that just passed like a week ago, 10 days ago, they improved this. You can also make employee contributions if you're a sole proprietorship. S-Corps, I don't know. It didn't get addressed. But there was clarifying language in there that said, hey, even if you are going back and setting up a solo 401k, like let's say we're setting it up now in 2023 and you wanted to have it for 2022 – you can still set it up. You got to do it by your company tax return deadline, and you can make employer and employee contributions um, for sole proprietorships. For S corps and such, you're likely going to be limited to um, uh, employer contributions only. But like I said, that could be forty thousand dollars of contributions that you could be throwing in for um, twenty twenty two based on your income. I love it. I um, maybe I'm being more. Just the the theoretical uh, commentary. Today. <laughs> uh, Matt's throwing down all these wonderful numbers, and that and I'm I'm taking notes here of things I want to say and point out. It's just I, I guess I'm trying to follow my heart here on what I think you, the listeners, could and should hear, and and I'm saying this too so that you can take some of this information and share it with your family, your best friend, your kids, whatever, whoever you have some sort of influence over, there are, I think my statistics this last week, I found over 40 million Americans have less than $1,000 in cash savings, over 40 million. Um, a statistic I think was one in three uh, people over age 65 have less than $20,000 in savings. It is scary out there. And I know some of you listening here are in your 50s or 60s or older. And you're like, if I would have only known, you know, where was your guys' podcast 30 years ago? Well, podcast didn't exist. And Matt and I started our practices and careers 20 years ago. But um, 
but the but I'm catching up. Um, I'm I'll be blunt. I'm 54 this year, and I want to be saving more. The next six to 10 years, I am doubling down as much as I can in savings because it's been a rude awakening. When we're in this industry and we have phone calls every day with our tax lawyers, meeting with clients around the country, it's a common theme: the wealthy and the the scared to death. And so please, please take this advice and share it with those, your loved ones, and and set up some fun family contests. Set up some reward systems. I've set up some systems with my kids in years past where I'm like, hey, whoever saves the most this year, I'll match it. Or I'll match it 50 cents on the dollar on top of whatever your employer does. Because I want my kids to get addicted to savings. We're a spending economy. And we've got to quit spending and start saving more. Um, so the 401k is just one of those tools in the toolbox. And it's a big tool. I mean, it's like the Sawzall. I freaking love the Sawzall. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut through anything with that bad boy. I mean, every guy has to have a Sawzall. If you don't know what a Sawzall is, go buy yourself one. And then just freaking this weekend, start cutting crap up. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, so like, like saw concrete, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could try some of them. <laughs> Obviously, you do not have a sawzall, do you? I mean, I what do I? I hire people that have sawzalls. I don't, you know, you know, I'd I'd hurt myself. That would not be smart. I know my limitations. I've been I've been hanging off a ladder, uh, leaning over on a tree, cutting a branch with my sawzall with one hand, battery powered, Dewalt. Oh, it was sweet. And I got my son-in-law a Milwaukee, uh, six-inch, uh, uh, twelve-volt. No, no, I'm sorry, eighteen-volt. Sawzall. Oh, battery battery. is that like, like the starter? That's like, you know. It's top. It's Milwaukee. Oh, it's okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. It was like, this was his dream tool as a Milwaukee Sawzall. Oof. Okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, that's your 401k. It's like, it just, it freaking gives you a head start with any project you're doing. Yeah. You got to just take it. Go. Well, what, what I was, I want to, I'll give a couple of, you know, big picture tips here too. Um, every year Fidelity does a report on retirement accounts and they're a million dollar accounts. And they always look at what do the million dollar accounts do is the same thing every year. They're not, it's not about what they're investing in. The common theme of people that have million dollar accounts is they attempt to max out their contributions. So if you're like, well, how do I get there? Well, do the maximum amount the IRS lets you put in the account. If you want to have the biggest account, Congress has capped these things because they have great tax benefits and they're like, we don't want to let people put everything in this. Well, if you want to take advantage of it to the maximum amount possible and you've got income, you can set the discipline to save, max it out. But I will say the largest accounts here at Directed IRA, what are they doing right now in January? They are throwing in money for 2023. They are not making 2022 contributions. They did that in January of 2022. They invest early. Okay. Why do they invest early? Because they want to invest or they contribute early because they want to start investing immediately and get that money to work. So, and they put a priority on contributing early. Their first money, they got the income, they're contributing the full thing in freaking January. Roth IRA, backdoor Roth IRAs, it's like first couple of weeks in January, large group of our accounts, boom, they're funding it. They've been waiting. Well, I love it. I mean, I just, I don't know. We're build, we're probably beating a dead horse at this point. And I want to just make one other challenge to all of you. Please, as one of your goals this year, 
make sure you're committed to consuming information. Consuming information on how to invest, where to invest, how to build these accounts. We're going to be here every week helping you build your tax-free or tax-deferred buckets, giving you ideas and strategies. It's regrettable. Some people are like, yeah, well, Mark, I went to yours and Matt's event two years ago. I think I got it. I'm like, are you kidding me? We have weekly trainings with our attorneys where I learn something new every week. I've got my certified tax advisor program where tonight we're talking about the uh, contributions and how they have to be set forth on your W-2 and how people miss deadlines constantly. There's, it's just, there's so much to consistently learn in this area and it will make you more powerful. Wealthy people understand their money. Wealthy people are engaged in the process. Wealthy people don't get afraid by it. They're intrigued by it. They're interested in it. Change your mindset on how you approach this topic. Don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel like you failed. Don't. F- I was talking to a client the other day. He says, well, I, I really wasn't on top of my advisor. It's my fault. No, it's not your fault. You, you're, you hired an advisor. If they're not on top of it, that's their fault. And sometimes we need, there's seasons in our life where we need to go produce. We need to take care of our family, our health. Then we can revisit our investing, set things on autopilot, get back to it. Don't beat yourself up. There, it, it takes a lifetime to learn how to manage money. So have a positive outlook this year. Continue to consume. We're going to be here to help you. We're going to be learning right alongside you and doing the same things, just trying to build our wealth and protect it. Yeah. Well, my last thing I'd say is um, why the retirement account? Why contribute to the retirement account? Well, maybe a few key reasons why to contribute to a retirement account. One, if you go traditional, you get a tax deduction now. That's awesome. I pay less tax today. If you choose the Roth account, you get an account that grows and comes out totally tax-free when you are retired. That's pretty sweet. Tax-free on my investment income. That's like the only place in the tax code you get that. Also, it's asset protected. Your retirement account balances, you can claim bankruptcy and keep your retirement account. So it's a great way to build long-term wealth. And then the last thing I'll say is, it is an easy place to save. Like we've talked about earlier in the show, put it on autopilot, let the money get in there, get it invested. It's an easy way to just keep putting money away, putting money away and know it's there for the long haul. The reason people have most of their investable money and their savings in retirement accounts is because it's this bucket of money you can't touch until you're 59 and a half. I know for some of us, they're like, I don't like that. I want to have all my money accessible today. Well, you know what? You're going to be working forever if you operate that way. So if you are saving and putting it aside, it becomes this bucket of money you're not thinking about for tomorrow. You're not thinking about for your vacation in the summer, right? It's this long-term money that we know we're going to need so we can have a retirement we're looking forward to. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Open forum podcast here on the Directed IRA podcast. So make sure you get over to directedira.com slash podcast. You can ask your questions on retirement accounts, saving, building wealth, self-directed rules, what you can and can't do. Um, So get those questions in. We'll address them next week on the Open Forum podcast. Till then. Thanks, everyone.